Today, every day, small cap investors visit Agoracom knowing this is the day to discover the world's next great company to have their dreams come true. That's why I take to the open road to find them, to tell their stories, to engage them, to bring them to life because they want to connect with you from your office, your phone, your home, anywhere. Agoracom, find your dream. Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production of Gorecom, in which we take the time to speak with small cap executives right, out, right after they put out important news. And this one's got to be important because I'm doing it from a hotel. It's HPQ Silicon. I, they hit know, I made you get out of bed to make sure you were available to this interview. Made me get out of bed when I was vacationing. Yeah. And that's Bernard Turion, Chairman and CEO of HPQ Silicon that trades on the TSX Venture Exchange on the stock symbol HPQ. For those of you who knew the story, and they're going to start making a lot of noise now in Q4 and Q1, and you're going to see why in a moment. Uh, the company's planning on becoming a vertically integrated silicon metal producer, everything from metallurgical grade to solar grade, uh, with the lowest cost, lowest carbon footprint, and more than just lip service. They're doing this uh, with a proven and advanced uh, process in tandem with world-class partners, and they're preparing for pilot plant testing in Q4, those world-class partners. Pyrogenesis Canada, which is a global leader in plasma torch technologies, and Apollon Solar, one of the world's leaders in renewable energies, who are the subject of this press release. Uh, Bernard, today's press release. Mm -hmm. HBQ and Apollon assessing manufacturing porous silicon wafers for lithium-ion batteries. Mm -hmm. That's a lot there to digest. It sounds big, but before we get into the details, I'm going to ask you, I, I got to be devil's advocate. Mm-hmm. How do you differentiate yourself from all the battery claims you're hearing in the small cap world? It seems like it's a me too space where everyone thinks they're doing something for the battery, for the battery world. And hell, last night I, I, someone sent me a message about hemp potentially being used for, for lithium ion batteries. How do you differentiate your story in the small cap world so when people are watching this, it's not just another me too story? Pure about pilot plant, capacity to produce silicone, okay? Uh, in the silicone space, I don't know about the hemp space, but you know, somebody was, <laughs> so somebody was smoking something pretty good, but in the silicone space, all right, nobody can do what we're doing. Therefore, and the advantages are moving into the battery space. Nobody can do it. We have that ability. Um, I know of another company in the space on the, you know, on the CSC that brags about, oh, we have a process to do metallurgic grade silicone metal to do this, but they fundamentally have quartz properties. Silicone metal is not a mineral from the earth. It is a process material and it is the process that's the key. We have, as we said, we have the lowest cost process, all right, to make silicone metal, bare none, and we have the lowest capex. Plus we have the lowest financial footprint to start, to start a, a project. That's what we have. That gives us a position that nobody else has. We control the raw material. We can play with it. As a, as a, there's some quotes in this press release which are very specific to that aspect. So what differentiates us for us is we're at the pilot phase, pilot plant phase of our development. Where's everybody else at? Like university, R&D? University professor. It's a, it, you know, it's, it's, it's a good idea. The, the market is massive, going to be expanding. People are shooting, basically, you know, shooting things at wall, hoping what's see what's going to stick. Silicone 
It is known it is the way of the future. But silicone has one issue, which is called silicone swelling. When you charge it, discharge it, it unswells. So it doesn't keep its charge for a longer time. But pore silicone or nanoparticle of silicone have been proven to deal with that issue. I won't bore people with technicality. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't. But that's fundamentally what it is. So, so what differentiates us is that we have the pure vac. You got the process and you go into pipeline. So let me actually talk about that because that all sounds great, but there have been a lot of companies who have gone it alone trying to go through these kind of processes and the flop. So how important is it that Apollon Solar is part of this in terms of technology okay. and credibility that they're your partner in this? Well, basically, it's not an R&D project. It's a patented process. It's a worldwide patented process, a strong patented process, because this was done as part of an R&D project financed by the French government many years ago, um, not too many years ago. And they own the patent to make porous silicone wafers, okay, using metallurgic grade from 2N to 4N, which is exactly the, 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 the space we are in, the plus, okay? So they own that patent. So anybody else that wants to make porous silicone metal using metallurgic grade silicone metal has a patent issue. They have to deal with that patent Apollo has. Apollo has been our partner since 2017. We have been working with them to, to explore the solar business. I have been approached by, as I keep saying lately in all my press release, there is commercialization work coming along. Um, so I've been approached and we've, we've basically had discussion about, you know, other ways of evaluating silicone, how the way, other ways of using what we've done in, in the thinking of going solar, right? And what Apple, that's when Apple told me is, wait a minute, you know, do you have a need for this? We have a patent to do that. Okay. So that's literally what differentiates us. They've done this, they've built it. You know, when I say we'll be able to have the first um, samples ready, that's just because we're, we're that advanced. So it's not just, it's not even just a patent, it's a process and it's a patent protective process. So Bernard, by the oh, way so you're it, talking, it, it, is it fair to say you're miles ahead of everybody else in the small cap space that's you know claiming to try and throw nobody, stuff on the wall and see if it sticks? Nobody in the small scales, small cap space is where we are. Okay. All of my competitors funnily have bigger market cap than we have right now. And yet they have PEAs that says for them to go in production, they'll need, you know, three hundred million dollars before they can do money. We didn't go that route deliberately. We went that route on focusing on our technologies, fine-tuning our process, and going, reducing the barriers to entries to come in, okay? Once we get everything lined up, we'll go get the raw material, but quartz sells for five cents a, a kilogram, okay? The end value products are through the roof. The information I, I, I am getting is that to become a replacement, okay, in the industry, the, uh, the battery industry is going to be willing to pay something around $10,000 $10, a ton for that material. Right. Nobody can do that other than us at ridiculously at, at, at those, below those prices and make significant profit. And around the corner. And almost it's, around it's, the corner. It's, it's, it's almost around the corner. Um, but if the market you know, allows me to sell for much more, I'll take the profit in between. So let's talk, let's talk about the around the corner. Because mm -hmm. in this, you know, in the headline says, HPQ and Apple assessing 
manufacturing. So, you know, when you read the headline, you might think, okay, they're going to go through this assessment process and it's going to take some time and money. But in the press release, you say, quote, production could start as early as Q4 2019. Well, Q4 is a week away. <laughs> All right. It's a week away. So, you know, is this really in the, uh, like, it doesn't sound like it's an assessment. It sounds like more like you're dotting I's and crossing T's. Is this going to be long and expensive process or no, it's, do you it's, think it's, you're, you're right there? No, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be, we should, we're going to start to produce our first um, wafers. They're going to be R and D wafers. We call them, we call them like test wafers. Um, it's, I think assessing is more like, okay, figuring out, okay, what do we do next? What's this step? How's this going to cost? How's that going to cost? We have a ballpark idea. We have like a, you know, sort of like a schematic design into it. Uh, Apollon has a team of people that have, you know, worldwide ex expertise in this. Um, since we were mostly focused on the solar part of the business, that team wasn't that involved in what we were doing. And now it's going to be switching uh, you know, that, that team is going to get back online. So I think that's more the assessing of those part of it. it we haven't finalized yet all the technicalities of, of the contract and the license and everything else, but for, for their technology to be operational and worth something, it needs the pure VAP for the pure VAP to be able to generate such a situation. It's a great market strategy to go there. That's, that's what it is. I've been saying on a repetitive basis that we're working on commercialization. Okay. Yep, that's really and become I, evidence and, during the summer, it's, it's, sure. it, And I've been basically very clearly, you know, dictating to the market that the battery space is going to be a big one. And now I'm just starting to indicate where we are. We're much more advanced. I know of other companies that start, you know, issuing press release. They've started to work with universities. Um, I started to work with university on this project two years ago. It's not something that's press releasable. Have you ever worked with university? timeline is like okay so it's like i've learned something try to make as little timeline as possible so it's funny because you know that timeline of q of q of q4 2019 you know some people says well should next we make, week yeah should we make like q1 2020 not according to what the guys of apollo are telling me man okay that's unbelievable i gotta tell you because like i said q it, this isn't the beginning of the year where you kind of ballpark in q4 2019 we're september 25th right now. I said so. we're going to produce test wafers. Okay. Yeah. That's not the important part for the industry. This is a press release that, yeah, okay, it's good. It's good for retail investors, but there's something there for the industry. And this is an industry where billions of dollars are invested and billion dollars of capitalization is made on small cap companies. And that's where I want to go with this conversation because let's talk about the industry because you actually say in the press release, and when I mean you, it's obviously you and Apollon saying this because their name is on it, their quote is in it. You actually state first mover advantage. Mm -hmm. So for the industry now, forget about the smaller, the smaller sphere of small cap competitors, but for the industry mm -hmm. to say first mover advantage, you're talking about a global first mover advantage on this? Yeah, we are. I, I was having a discussion with, with somebody, uh, one of the research people, and I was just asking him a question just to pull his leg because I, I knew what I had on my pipeline about, you know, porous silicone wafers. He says, oh, yeah, we're starting a research program to try to figure out how to do it with metallurgy-grade silicone metal. I said, okay. We're not starting a research program. Apollon is the patent. That's the freaking difference. It's, that, it's not a research yep. program. It's yep. It's a commercialization of a technology of a patent that exists. Everyone's researching 
you're now commercialized. You're now at the, Everybody, the point where you're already commercialized. That's at the it. phase where everything is, okay, it does preliminary research, files a preliminary, it's, to put this in perspective for people to understand it, when we started the PureVap in 2015, okay, we filed a preliminary patent, we got moving, we got the process, we got everything advanced. We now have gotten to a point where we feel very comfortable with a pure app technology. We feel very comfortable with, with a patented situation. It was three years ago. This is not the same thing. This has already been done. This is a patent that was done in 2012. How does Apollon get to be able to have a worldwide patent? Because I know how expensive it is. Well, because it was financed by the French government. And that's as simple as that. So it is the business relationship I have developed since 2017 that are now pay, starting to pay off dividend to HPQ shareholders. Now, if we're a privately held company, I can tell you our valuation would be much higher than it is right now. That's reality, but I'm, I'm, I'm willing to, to live with this. But we now have something really, really cool. But it's not, we're not a one-horse pony. How, you know how many times Peter said, well, the beauty of our process is we're not depending on one thing? Okay. That's Peter Pyrogenesis. Peter Pyrogenesis. That's literally the case, all right? When we started into this, we wanted to go solar, lowest cost producers. There's so many things that happened in the solar space in the three years. If we were just that, we would be doing something else. We'd be doing hemp, you know, with the pure vat, you know, pure vat hemp, I don't know. But we, the, what we've gained in knowledge about making silicone metal is gonna pay off massively because it positions, it positions ourselves in, in a place where nobody is. Just, I was just laughing this week. There's another company in Quebec that was trying to say that we're gonna go do a, a metallurgy degree. I never took them seriously. And they just issued a press release says, which fundamentally confirmed what I said about my technology. And the recommendation of their expert, they should build a pilot plant. They spent what, you know, five, $10 million to get to a point where they gotta spend another million dollars in doing more research. I'm talking commercialization. But, and let's talk about the industry because mm -hmm. we're going to talk commercialization. We should be talking about the industry. So I did a little research this morning. The press release came out and did some research. Mm -hmm. And there's a quote from a, from a pretty well-sourced article. It says, while silicon-based anodes, which is what you're going for in this application, mm -hmm. have an energy capacity that's up to 11 times greater than their graphite-based equivalent. So that's massive, mm -hmm. right? If you can increase energy by 11, uh, capacity by 11 times, that's the holy grail. Mm -hmm. They have yet to be fully commercialized. Mm -hmm. How did we figure it out before everybody else? Or do you have any concerns about the fact that nobody else has been able to commercialize silicon-based oh, anodes? It's, anodes. It's, it's, at, it's at its infancy of commercialization. Okay. The industry. The industry. Um, most of the technology now being implemented in the battery space is an offshoot from other segments. Most of the manufacturing, it, it's, it's proven that if you have a porous silicone, okay, it, there will be room for the expansion of the silicone and, and it'll, it'll allow it to last longer and beat uh, graphite batteries tremendously. Um, so that's not an issue that really worries me and everything else. It is, it is literally the fact that it's finding a way to do at commercial scale for a low cost that. Now, when you have a technology that was mostly based out of the medical field, means they use electronic grade 11, 11N material. 
the beauty of what Apple don't figure it out is how to do it and how it works when you do it with lower grade silicon now. The control of the process when you combine the pure VAP and what Apollon has done means that we can, depending on the battery manufacturer's specification for porosity of our material, we can adjust it simply by playing around with production parameters. Well, that's part of the press release where it's micro, macro. Yeah. That probably doesn't mean anything to, to anybody, but it'll mean something. Yeah, I saw it. I wasn't sure. It sounded like it was important, but the end users, some will have micro, uh, it's, 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 usually like it, it's usually more mesoporous. It's mesoporous is the um, holy grail that's been looked at. So you have to have a mesoporous. You have to have a certain size for the expansion and everything else. Then you can add some coating into it and everything else. It's like that. I've been studying this since 2015, like the entire space of everything else. Um, and I think we're about to enter a very exciting phase in this sector and being able to produce materials for, um, for, uh, for, for potential buyers is, is going to, is key. Do you, and actually I want to ask you that. So do you expect now as a result of this press release going out into the world, mm -hmm. right? Into, into, do you expect the phone to start ringing? I'm not talking, you know, nonstop, but uh, do you expect, phone calls start coming in now as a result of you guys saying this, that you'd be ready to actually have your first production Q4 2019? Because this has got to be something where battery, you know, battery makers, I'm assuming battery makers and are, are going to be jumping for joy, no? Uh, you know, they might be jumping for joy and saying, you know, prove it a bit more. The, the luck for us is, you know, they're going to say, oh, send us a few samples. And that's what, that's what we're going to start doing, taking a look at it and, and doing these type of situations. Uh, for us, the battery space is going to play a very big part because it's a very high value uh, material that fits okay. very well. And, wait, actually, and I want to read a quote about that. Lithium ion battery, so everyone at home really understands. Lithium ion quote from that article. Lithium ion batteries now represent the fastest growing energy system compared to all other technologies mm -hmm. so just for everybody at home because i haven't really studied the battery space i got to tell you now i'm obviously i'm taking a closer look uh because everybody else always thought it was a me too kind of story you're differing here how big is this market how big of a market are you going after you know it's it's sort of funny how the market is calculated according to some sources it's, it's going to be a billion dollar market in the next five years based on um, based on a small percentage of, of silicon being used in traditional lithium ion batteries. Uh, if I read the literature correct, they think it's going to be like closer to four, it's going to go from five to 40%. So that should, you know, could become five, six billion dollars a year. Other literature says that, you know, there's going to be a need for $81 billion in investment, which the bulk of that is going to go to to, to, to battery material. There, there is billions of dollars that are being thrown at this um, and whoever has a first mover advantage like like we do um, is going to get the interest into it but what differentiates us is that we're the whole deal okay right now what's going on is somebody that's developing a new technology they get bought off by a big silicone metal producer which isn't really attuned to design to make the end product for the battery manufacturers we're much more 
um, attuned to working with these type of people and developing them. So we're, we're, we're just the right size. Last question, just mm -hmm. for all the shareholders who have been with this company for quite a while. Mm -hmm. Does any of this mean you're moving away from, you know, the original solar goals and other goals within, you know, manufacturing silicon? Or is this just another great offshoot, just another great stream? What people have to understand is after three years, okay, as I've said, we've de-risked the project, all right? That doesn't mean that the solar potential isn't there, but solar potential would be a few years of R&D to get us there to revenue generation. To de-risk the project, we've got to move it forward. I was having a discussion with an institutional investor, and he said, what's the risk going forward? The only risk left for us at the it's, only, it's a big word, but the only risk at, at, at the Gen 3 of the pilot phase is that we're, we will be able to um, reach 90%, around 90% conversion rate. When we do this, we have a system that works perfectly. When we started this in 2016, okay, when we announced we were going forward, it was the obsession with getting six in and everything else. That is, while that is still a long-term goal, that is no longer the, what's needed for the company to grow. I think what we need to be able to demonstrate is uh, we can generate revenues. This is an offshoot of the solar work. What differentiates this process, when we are talking about wafers, wafers basically were manufactured for the solar business. This is literally an offshoot. It's just being able to make, as funny as it is, a lower quality material than the solar, that sells for a higher price than solar. I'll be stupid not to focus on it and just say, oh, I said three years ago I was going to do that. We've been studying the market, seeing how it evolves. You know, don't underestimate the trade war effects that is having right now on the situation where it is and how it plays around the market. The beauty of our process is actually it's sort of like trade war design because it's small. As long as you have low, low energy costs, the process can be competitive in multiple places, which sort of goes around a lot of the problem related to um, trade war. Well, the example given is in the U.S. There's about an 80,000 ton a year capacity of producing solar-grade silicon metal, but there's zero capacity to make wafers, solar wafers. So the U.S. manufacturers were selling their product to Chinese wafer manufacturers. Well, the U.S., there's a tariff on it going in, there's a tariff on it going back. It's no longer economical because everybody gave up making the wafer business. They focus too much on this. In our space, we can basically take all solar system that we use solar to manufacture our wafers. That's going to be a higher value than what, than what solar grade silicon metal solar. I don't. And know. that's not that's not five years. That's not a few years away. That's more immediate. That's more immediate. Ah, okay, all right. So solar isn't a few years away. Maybe solar grade silicon is a few years away. But solar wafers isn't a few years away, so you're still right on track, and you're going on multiple tracks. No, 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 George. Solar to make solar wafer, you got to make solar grade silicon metal. Ah, okay. We're taking solar technologies to make wafers, okay, and converting it to make wafers for batteries. Now, the key part of doing this is being able to turn that wafer into a porous silicon wafer. The rest of the technologies is, that's why I'm saying that we're assessing and just trying to figure out, you know, where we're going to get the used equipment to do it because it's, we don't, we don't need 
printing brand new machine to do this. We're, we don't have the same quality constraint that, 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 that is for uh, solar. It's not the same thing. We actually there's some advantage of having a few impurities into the material and controlling them. So this is what I'm saying. It is an offshoot of what we were doing, but it's a, it's, it's a bigger market or, or it's a market that's going to have a much more exploding, exploding growth that's coming into it. Silicone, solar grade silicone metal is a mature market. All right. The, um, the best example I think I can give you is uh, when solar grade silicone metal started, when the, the craziness for solar started, it was selling for $100,000 a ton, solar grade silicone metal. There was a battle between which process was going to win. Either the chemical process, known as the Siemens process, or the, um, or the metallurgic process that was being pushed by companies like Tominko. All right. There was a war for which technology was going to win. At the end, the chemical process won the war. Okay. In the battery space right now, it's the beginning of the technology war to see who's, who can make it better. But there's a few parameters that are well known because it's, we, we, we've gone through this in the solar business. One of them is you need to be able to make a material with metallurgy grade silicon metal. It either has to be in the form of a wafer or another form. And we're well positioned to attack every one of those markets. So as opposed to Temenko that was developing one route versus another one, in the, solar, in the battery space, we are looking at developing multiple approaches to doing yeah, that. Yeah, Temenko was win or lose, black or white. That's, that's it. The I, gold I, I, metal that's or, they, or they didn't finish the race and they didn't finish the race. They didn't finish, finish the race. And, and, and that, that's all what it was. And people like to put more stories into it. That's fundamentally all what it was. It's a, and that's what's happening in the battery space for silicon. Okay. And it's massive. But as opposed to, if you go back, lithium, when it started, everything went crazy. Everybody went crazy. Everyone, Joe Blow wanted to have a lithium mine. Okay. Lithium mine. So what happens? At one point, you end up producing too much for the demand. So the prices collapse. In the silicone for battery space, it requires a specific material where there isn't capacity. As I said before, there's a million ton shortage for 2N and plus. It's not an easy space to come in, but my competitors, if it's Walker, he makes electronics, he makes 11 hands, his cost is much higher. So I think we're pretty well positioned in this space, thanks to our PureVap, and thanks to all the work we've done. And the fact that we're gonna have a pilot plant, operational Q9, Q, Q, Q9, Q4, Q9, that's a, that's a good one. Um, so that, that's what differentiates where we are. Well, Bernard, I'm telling you, it's going to be exciting to see what happens here in Q4, Q1, you know, and, and, and all through 2020, because it sounds like, and that sounds like it, clearly now, it's everything is converging, and you got multiple, you know, potential product lines, multiple revenue streams with, uh, with some pretty big advantages. So congratulations on today's news. It came for me, you know, out of nowhere. That's why we're doing it for this hotel. In, uh, in Niagara Falls, I'm here for a conference, but uh, congratulations to today's news, and Q4 2019 is around the corner, so uh, literally next week, so sometime next several weeks, I'm presuming you're going to be back on here with even better news, but in the meantime, uh, congratulations on today's news. Thank you.
You've been watching Bernard Turial, Chairman and CEO of HPQ, Sil HPQ Silicon, trades of the TSX Venture Exchange, on the stock symbol HPQ. For those of you new to the story, start your due diligence right now. Get to Agoracom, punch the company's name or stock symbol, and get all the information right there. Watch the previous interviews we've done with Bernard and get up to speed because the company is obviously making, you know, breaking some incredible ground here. For those of you who've been with the company for a long time, Congratulations on being with the company. Hopefully you're all really happy about this. Want to hear your comments online. Get to the CEO Verified Forum. And you know, don't hesitate. Ask Bernard the questions you want to ask him because he's right there answering for you. Thanks, for all, thanks to all of you for joining us. What's that, Bernard? I said, don't ask them on Stockhouse. I don't bother answering. If you don't ask them on freaking Agora, I'm not going to bother. You can say that. I can't, I guess. But hey, it is a no, CEO Verified Forum. It's just a point. At one point, it's like, you know, I let people have fun between themselves, and you know, th this is the area we've chosen to come in. And I, but I will try to answer the most questions that I can't answer. Those that I can't, I can't. No, and look, cause you, you, there, you, there's there's a lot of information here, and a lot of great, exciting information. That's the great things around the corner on Q4. That's the amazing part about this story. So, get in there, guys. Do due diligence. Get your questions. Get your answers. The rest is up to you. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us, Bernard. Have a great day, everyone. Talk to you soon.